Journey to the Nativity, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. The Feast of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus, is one of the most joyful days of the Orthodox Church. It's also known as the Incarnation of Christ. As Orthodox Christians, this means that we celebrate that Jesus became a man and came into the world to save us. This is the journey to the Nativity. St. Nicholas, the wonder worker, Archbishop of Myra in Lycia, was born in the year 270 in the city of Patara in the region of Lycia, located on the south coast of the Asia Minor Peninsula. He was the only son of pious parents, Theophanius and Nonna, who vowed to dedicate him to God. As the fruit of the prayer of his childless parents, the infant Nicholas, from the very day of his birth, revealed to people the light of his future glory as a wonder worker. His mother, Nonna, after giving birth, was immediately healed from illness. The newborn infant, while still in the baptismal font, stood on his feet for three hours without support from anyone, thereby honouring the Most Holy Trinity. St Nicholas from his infancy began a life of fasting and on Wednesdays and Fridays would not accept milk from his mother until after his parents had finished their evening prayers. From his childhood, Nicholas thrived on the study of divine scripture. By day he would not leave the church and by night he prayed and read books, making himself a worthy dwelling for the Holy Spirit. Bishop Nicholas of Patara rejoiced at the spiritual success and deep piety of his nephew. He ordained him reader and then elevated Nicholas to the priesthood, making him his assistant and entrusting him to instruct the flock. In serving the Lord, Nicholas was fervent of spirit and in his proficiency with questions of faith, he was like an elder who aroused the wonder and deep respect of believers. Constantly at work and vivacious in unceasing prayer, the priest Nicholas displayed great kind-heartedness towards the flock. He especially showed his love to the afflicted who came to him for help 
and he distributed all his inheritance to the poor. There was a certain formerly rich inhabitant of Patara, whom St. Nicholas saved from great sin. The man had three grown daughters, and in desperation he planned to sell their bodies so they would have money for food. The saint, learning of the man's poverty and of his wicked intention, secretly visited him one night and threw a sack of gold through the window. With the money, the man arranged an honourable marriage for his daughter. St Nicholas also provided gold for the other daughters, thereby saving the family from falling into spiritual destruction. In bestowing charity, St Nicholas always strove to do this secretly and to conceal his good deeds. The Bishop of Patara decided to go on pilgrimage to the holy places at Jerusalem and entrusted the guidance of his flock to St Nicholas, who fulfilled this obedience carefully and with love. When the Bishop returned, Nicholas asked his blessing for a pilgrimage to the Holy Lands. Along the way, the saint predicted a storm would arise and threaten the ship. St Nicholas saw the devil get on the ship, intending to sink it and kill all the passengers. At the entreaty of the despairing pilgrims, he calmed the waves of the sea by his prayers. Through his prayers, a sailor of the ship, who had fallen from the mast and was mortally injured, was also restored to health. When he reached the ancient city of Jerusalem and came to Wolwatha, St Nicholas gave thanks to the Saviour. He went to all the holy places, worshipping at each one. One night on Mount Sion, the closed doors of the church opened by themselves for the great pilgrim. Going round the holy places connected with the earthly service of the Son of God, St Nicholas decided to withdraw into the desert but he was stopped by a divine voice urging him to return to Myra in Lycia. Upon the death of Archbishop John, Nicholas was chosen as Bishop of Myra after one of the bishops of the council said that a new Archbishop should be revealed by God and not chosen by men. One of the elder bishops had a vision of a radiant man who told him that the one who came to church that night and was first to enter should be made Archbishop. He would be named Nicholas. The bishop went to the church at night to await Nicholas. The saint, always the first to arrive at church, was stopped by the bishop. What is your name, child? he asked. God's chosen one replied, my name is Nicholas, Master, and I am your servant. After his consecration as Archbishop, St Nicholas remained a great ascetic, appearing to his flock as an image of gentleness, kindness and love for people. Despite his great gentleness of spirit and purity of heart, St Nicholas was a zealous and ardent warrior of the Church of Christ. Fighting evil spirits, the saint made the rounds of the pagan temples and shrines in the city of Myra and its surroundings, 
shattering the idols and turning the temples to dust. In the year 325, St Nicholas was a participant in the First Ecumenical Council. This council proclaimed the Nicene symbol of faith, and he stood up against the heretic Arius with the likes of Saints Sylvester, the Bishop of Rome, Alexander of Alexandria, Spiridon of Trimithondos, and many other fathers of the council. St Nicholas, fired with zeal for the Lord, assailed the heretic Arius with his words and also struck him upon his face. For this reason, he was deprived of the emblems of his episcopal rank and placed under guard. But several of the Holy Fathers had the same vision, seeing the Lord himself and the Mother of God returning to him the Gospel and Omophorion. The Fathers of the Council agreed that the audacity of the saint was pleasing to God and restored the saint to the office of Archbishop. Having returned to his own diocese, the saint brought it peace and blessings, sowing the word of truth, uprooting heresy, nourishing his flock with sound doctrine and also providing food for their bodies. Even during his life, the saint worked many miracles. One of the greatest was the deliverance from death of three men unjustly condemned by the governor who had been bribed. The saint boldly went up to the executioner and took his sword, already suspended over the heads of the condemned. The governor, denounced by St Nicholas for his wrongdoing, repented and begged for forgiveness. Witnessing this remarkable, remarkable event were three military officers who were sent to Frigia by the Emperor Constantine to put down a rebellion. They did not suspect that soon they would also be compelled to seek the intercession of St Nicholas. Evil men slandered them before the Emperor and the officers were sentenced to death. Appearing to Constantine in a dream, St Nicholas called on him to overturn the unjust sentence of the military officers. Full of gratitude to the saint for their deliverance, the three officers all became monks. He worked many other miracles and struggled many long years at his labours. Through the prayers of the saint, the city of Myra was rescued from a terrible famine. He appeared to a certain Italian merchant and left him three gold pieces as a pledge of payment. He requested him to sail to Myra and deliver grain there, thus putting an end to the famine. On many other occasions during his lifetime, St Nicholas has miraculously assisted ships in distress and people making voyages, and so is venerated as the protector of all who sail the seas. One day during a gale, he appeared at the helm of a ship in distress and brought it safely to port. And on another occasion, he rescued a passenger who had fallen overboard. Having reached old age, St Nicholas peacefully fell asleep in the Lord on the 6th of December, 343. 
His people lamented the loss of their pastor and their providence, through whom they had received so many benefits. The angels and saints rejoiced with great joy to receive the meek Nicholas among them. His venerable relics were preserved incorrupt in the local cathedral church and flowed with curative myrrh, from which many received healing. In the year 1087, his relics were transferred to the Italian city of Bari, where they rest even now. One day, the devil, unable to tolerate the glory that shone from St. Nicholas's tomb, took the form of a poor old woman and accosted some pilgrims who were leaving for Myra, lamenting that she was not able to herself to travel and entrusting them with a flask of oil for the lamps that burned perpetually before the shrine. During the voyage, St. Nicholas appeared to the ship's captain and told him to throw the oil into the sea. No sooner had he done so than the surface of the water caught fire and swirled about in blazing eddies to the terror of the passengers, who gave thanks to God for having saved the sanctuary through his saint. The Apolitikion dedicated to St Nicholas is as follows. A model of faith and the image of gentleness, the example of your life has shown you forth to your sheepfold to be a master of temperance. You obtain thus through being lowly, gifts from on high and riches through poverty. Nicholas, our father and priest of priests, intercede with Christ our God that he may save our souls. As witnessed in the light of St. Nicholas, almsgiving goes together with fasting and prayer. When one prays and fasts, one must show love through active generosity to others. Beware of practising your piety before men in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do, that they may be praised by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your arms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Such also was the command of the law of Moses as well. If there is among you a poor man, one of your brethren, in any of your towns, within your land, which the Lord your God gives you, you shall not harden your heart, or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall open your hand to him, and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. You shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him, because for this the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. According to St John Chrysostom, no one can be saved without giving alms and without caring for the poor. St Basil the Great says, that a man who has two coats or two pairs of shoes when his neighbour has none is a thief. 
All earthly things are the possessions of God. Men are but stewards of what belongs to the Lord and should share the gifts of his creation with one another as much as they can. To store up earthly possessions according to Christ is, a, is the epitome of foolishness and a rich man shall hardly be saved. This is because when one has possessions, he wants to keep them and gather still more. For the delight in riches chokes the word of God, and so it proves unfruitful in man's heart. The spiritual person must share what he has with the poor. He must do so cheerfully and not reluctantly, secretly and not for the praise of men. And Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and watched the multitude putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. However, a poor widow came and put in two copper coins, which make a penny. He called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all they contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, her whole living. Giving alms must be a sacrificial act if it has any spiritual worth. One cannot give merely what is left over when all his own needs are satisfied. In the traditions of the church, it is the teaching that what one saves through fasting and abstinence, for example, during the Lenten season, should not be kept for other times, but, be, but should be given away to the poor. We hope that you've enjoyed this edition of Journey to the Nativity. For more spiritually edifying Orthodox talks and podcasts, be sure to head to orthodoxjourney.com.